It's the Skinny Podcast, only on Local12.com. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into the Skinny Podcast, the Bengals edition. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com digital sports columnist and editor, along with Jed Demusi, Local12 anchor, reporter, and producer. Uh, the Bengals coming off a, a second straight blowout loss to the Minnesota Vikings, um, getting ready to play their final home game against the Detroit Lions before a crowd of 843 on Sunday. <laughs> um, I think you'll be able to count every single solitary person in the stands. Well, half of that's going to be Dave Lapham's family. Yes, it is, because he's being honored at half and the, pel- and the Pelfries. And the Pelfries. And the Pelfries. So they'll, they'll make up a good chunk of that uh, that crew. But um, we, we have to start this with the whole Marvin Lewis saga um, from the, from this past weekend. The, the story that came out, what, three hours before kickoff, that he had already made up his mind, that this season was going to be his last in, in Bengaldom, that he was going to seek opportunities elsewhere. The, the, the thing about it is, it, it, A, I believe the story, and, and, B, and B, honestly, if I'm Mike Brown on Monday, I think I would have just said, you know what, you're done. I'm, you know, if you can't tell me if you can't give me the courtesy of telling me after I've put up with this for 15 years, you're done. Now, I did have somebody that's in a Bengals official uh, at halftime on, on Sunday that, that came and sat next to me, and he said, what would you do if you're Mike? I said, I'd fire him tomorrow if it was me. I, he said, what about the scenario of you look him in the eye and you go, well, your contract runs till January 31st. You are an employee of the Bengals until then. And I thought, maybe that's a better way to get back at him. But um, the thing is, it's it's not surprising. It's just... Only the Bengals can screw stuff like this up. I mean, all you needed to do after the loss to the Bears, where literally your your playoff hopes are completely vanquished, you're coming off a blowout defeat, you have three games remaining, is Mike Brown and Marvin Lewis come to the podium together or or however you want to do it and say, look, he's got three games left, we're going to let him coach the last three games, and then we're going to part ways at the end of the season, which you can kind of expect it because there's no contract. Get out in front of it, nip any of this crap in the bud as opposed to what you're going to get Saturday. You're going to get a very small crowd that is going to boo. They're going to boo Marvin Lewis, and frankly, he deserves better. He really does. This could have been an easy send-off to say, you know what, look, last two years have not gone well. I know he hasn't won a playoff game in 15 years, but hey, seven playoff appearances in a 15-year span, guy at least deserves a little bit of credit for getting this 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 whole program back on on strong footing as opposed to... It going out like this. To me, it doesn't really. Uh, to me, it, it, I, I, I get your frustration. I, I don't think that you're wrong in saying that it's, it's been botched. But really, who cares? Like, to me, it, I don't know necessarily what Marvin deserves in terms of a send off, but why does it matter that? Because he, he it almost sounds everyone, like, everyone but it almost sounds like he's, but it almost sounds like he's still trying to fight to retain to, to be rehired next year. I mean, the question was asked of him Monday. It was one of the great responses of all time. Uh, would you like to come back here and coach? Sure. I mean, wh- what is that? Yeah, I, I just one I, day after you're the one that leaked the report to ESPN that said you were looking elsewhere. You I, buffoon! I, I just think it's an inevitability. Sure, that this is going to happen. So let's just nip it in the bud right now. Just come out and say that, right? And we still, I, I we just, still don't even have that narrative. But I just don't think your frustration is necessarily warranted because this isn't a situation like, you know, if Sean McVay and the, and the Rams owner would come out and say, "Hey, he's going to coach the rest of the year," then you're thinking, "Well, what, what's going on here?" I mean, this guy's, you know, he turned the Rams around. They're going to the playoffs, and this guy's leaving. I mean, th- this because it still th- feels Marvin's like a dead man walking. Is he? Is he? Yes. He's not? Do you know this family? <laughs> I, I I mean, I, I, here's, here's... Do you trust... No, I'm, I'm serious about it. Do you trust them to make the right decision here and let him walk? 
I here's what I don't trust them to do. I don't trust them to make the correct hire after Marvin Lewis, after they let him go. Do, I think that do, they know do they've you know, got to let him go. Do you know go. the last coach the Bengals hired that won a playoff game? You know who hired him? I uh, That would be Paul? That would be Paul. So that, that'll tell you the track record since the old man died ain't very good. No, and, and, and that's that's my point is that I don't think – I don't necessarily think – you know, and, you know, I don't mean to say – be negative towards Darren Simmons or towards Paul Gunther, but I just don't think you can hire someone in this organization. I don't think you can hire one of the assistants on Marvin's staff. Yeah, I don't. Dis- I don't. Dis- I think that's what's going to take place. But I think that that potentially will take place, and you can already see sort of the 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 wheels in motion when I hear people say, "Well, you know, Jim Harbaugh was a special teams coach, and he, or I'm sorry, John, John Harbaugh was a special teams coach, and he's done well." But I think he went and coached a position, though. I th- I he, before- he did, but the other point of that is is that he wasn't the Ravens special teams coach Correct. that got promoted. Correct. He was someone who got in the room with the Ravens, he was with the Eagles, and he, he got in the room and wowed them. Right. I mean, that happens. And, and you can almost sell that to a fan base. If you go out and hire Joe Smith, who's a special teams coach somewhere else in the league, hey, he got in the room and he's got some great ideas. But when you hire a special teams coach that's from your own system, it just looks lazy. It looks lazy, and that may be the route that they go. We're sort of dovetailing into the next coach, but again, no, I, I no, just, and, and we I, should. I, I, you, it seems to me like you've sort of wavered in your in your thinking that Marvin leaving is an inevitability. A couple of weeks ago on the Sports Authority, I, and I did. I thought it was. We a, had to talk Doug Pelfrey off the ledge, correct. saying that he's he, Doug thought he potentially could come back, and now you're kind of in that camp too. I, I, I don't think he will, but. I, it sounds like he's fighting in that direction. That, that, that Look, three weeks before the season ends, you're trying to throw your name out nationally. That's what that ESPN story was, to tell everybody around right, the National Football is, League. Yeah. Or, yeah, I still think it was him, but yeah, or, or your agent is. To say, hey, dude's going to be available. He wouldn't mind going somewhere in, in, in either coaching or maybe even being part of a front office because he even said himself, I think to Ian Rappaport, that he wouldn't mind you know right. being a GM. Now, the, the, the flip side of this is, again, could he be the GM here? I don't see it. He's not. He's not family. Closest thing they've got to it is Duke Tobin, and he's not family. But I, I, could he? I I don't know. And and, well, and can you sell that to the fan base? I, I think the other thing is is that when when Mike Brown turns the keys over to Katie, how does that front office change? Right. Because Katie, I'm not saying she can't be a talent evaluator, but she isn't. You know, she's, no, Duke's, she's the, the, business, Duke's the talent evaluator. She's the business side. Right. Mike f- fancies himself as a, as a person in the room that can yes. make decision on personnel. I don't think Katie wants to be in that room. I don't think she thinks. No, I don't disagree with that. So how does that? Does Duke get to be GM? It, Do they finally actually have a GM right. title? What? How does that? I, I don't think goes? she. I, I think she's more than willing when the time comes to be a delegator and the business side of it. Right. I just. I, yeah. I think her strength is the business side. She's. She deals with the contract. Mm-hmm. She does all that kind of thing. I don't necessarily think that that she's going to get in the room. And that's the what draft room or whatever. Is this a Mike hire? Is this a Katie hire? Is this right. Katie turning it over to somebody else to do the hiring process? Yeah, it, it's it, it is you know it's a, it's a big question and, and and where they go and and will will it, it will the things that perturb the fan base about Mike right or wrong will will those things be in place with Katie or will she 
not get a lot of people think Mike Brown is is out over his skis on a lot of decisions. He thinks that it, a lot. I mean, that's the general thing. So will Katie have the the wherewithal to say, "Here are my strengths. This is what I know I'm good at. I'm going to allow other people." to do this, that, or the other thing. Yeah, but I go back to, again, if you put a gun to my head and said, do I think he comes back? And the answer is no, I don't think he comes back. But I but, think but, that's but, why you're irritated but, but, the way but this but is I've, all but gone. But I've, wa- I've watched, I watched this happen in 2010, and it turned out to be the right move because what happened next? You had the, the old reboot and five straight playoff appearances. Does that go through their mind on this? That, look, you know, a bunch of injuries, you know, just kind of a cycle of guys that haven't worked out. We've had a couple couple last, you know, we had a run of not very good drafts, but you've had a couple of back-to-back pretty good drafts, some young guys. You still have a core of guys. Um, and and does Marvin talk, talk his way into another two-year deal? I, I, I don't think he does, but, again, the way this is all playing out, if I'm Mike Brown, get out in front of this and just right now point blank say, Done. Over. End of the season's it. I don't need you. I don't need to wait till January first to hear that. Well, and you know, you do have to factor into the situation that Mike just buried his brother. I mean, there's there's a lot of potentially other things going on where this circus is maybe not commanding the attention. Maybe that's who Marvin. Marvin Lewis told Pete Brown, and Pete was supposed to tell everybody else, and time ran out on him. Maybe that's what happened. I don't. I, I, I that's both, what happened. That's, the, no that's where the chain that. of command fell down. But I, I think that I think that it because of your irritation is based on the fact that you think he's coming back. Because I don't think you would be irritated I, if I, you didn't think he was coming back. Yeah, I, I don't think he's coming back. I just don't see how you sell that to your fan. I just don't. Then I, I don't. I, then I, I, don't, I don't understand why but it matters. Because the, the irritation is, we just we don't know when we should know. It, I think we do. I think it's an inevitability. Oh, dude. The the one and I know I understand, but I, I'm I'm saying that's where that's where people after the fi- after the, the fiasco on Sunday, Monday's when it should have been addressed one way or the other. Either Mike calls him in and goes, "You don't even have the courtesy to tell me get the blank out," or to say, "I'm holding a press conference today to just announce that listen, you've got two more games in your tenure, and that's it." The thing that it, really- instead of just it still it continues to hang over everybody. Yeah. When it shouldn't, and I, I again, my my stance is right, wrong, or indifferent. I think it's I think the way it's being handled is is a moot point because I I just don't think he's coming back. So if he had that conversation privately and and hasn't released that to the media, like you're saying, a big Monday press conference, nobody in the organization knew. It, 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 I'm saying after. Oh yeah, yeah, if yeah. That conversation yeah. happened privately, right? Then that's fine because I just I don't think they're bringing him back. If I were you and and guys that are on that beat constantly the thing that would irritate me the most is after that game sunday marvin lewis pretended as if he did not know how how the mechanism worked when someone said well where did this come from he said i don't know where do these things come from this is a guy who consistently the, the, the jake fisher situation this year is a perfect example where he sat in front of the local media mm-hmm. and said oh it's personal we're not we're not releasing one that. day it's later personal. he tells us what one it is. day later he runs to sirius xm or he runs yeah. to rap the, the, the only benefit that i'm giving him there and trust me i don't like to give him is, is maybe jake said hey if you want to release this that's fine i don't I, think he did I understand that but i know but the, he's done it and that's just one example and, and that's a health related he did thing. this past week with another injury issue but he he loves the national media correct and he and he he'll get in a room with the local guys, and he won't say anything, and then he'll run to the national media and, and release things. So for him, then on the on the other side of it, to pretend, oh, I don't know where people get these sort of right. things. It's like you do this all the time. 
You say this stuff. You have guys that you can call or text or whatever no, you, to put something out there. You either told Adam Schefter directly or told somebody who then right. decided – you opened your mouth to the wrong person at the wrong time is what it came down to without, without thinking it was going to blow up in your face. And let's pretend that he didn't, okay? I think you're right, but let's pretend that he didn't. You can't – if you didn't say anything, that's fine. I get that. But you can't say that you don't understand how it right, works. right. You can't say, oh, where do these guys get this? Yeah. Or, you know, I don't think our guys are looking on social media for this. You know, I don't think, uh, you know, they're they're using their phones for things other than social media. <laughs> yes. Like, Marvin, it, you know, it's the whole thing with Belichick when he gets up there and, and, and purposely mispronounces, uh, you know, snap face and yeah. book chat. It's like, you know what these things are. Like, what is the point of uh, how do you think that it avails you of any responsibility for what happened by pretending you don't know how this stuff works. It, it just makes no sense to me. And that, to me, would be the thing that would bother me the most, that he's getting up there and pretending that he's got a rotary phone on his desk and that, you know, that he no, doesn't Mike, talk Mike to does. anybody. Mike does. Well, Mike does, yeah. But it, it's, it's just the most Mike bogus. Mike still call Sarah occasionally. It's just the most bogus thing in the world. Give me BR549. <laughs> uh, that's no longer. They really have numbers now. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, oh goodness, numbers, not letters. I'll just go ahead and sit will back you get here. Me, will you, on one will you get gonna, me Pennsylvania 5000, please? I'm going to get out of his way. This is like when your partner turns over the left bar in Euchre and you just pass because you know he's got a hand. Going alone, baby. I'm you're going just, alone. You're just, I got a you're, loner. You're killing it here. <laughs> but I, I, moving forward, I think, you know, I, I, you know we're, we're kind of circling back around here. I, I think Marvin's gone. I don't think they bring him back. I think the fan base, the people that were upset with all this in this circus are concerned that this is an indication that he could come back. I just don't think it's I don't think it's gonna happen, but you never know. Now do you think it had an effect on the way the team played on Sunday? A lot of players said it didn't. I don't believe it did, but I'm asking you if you think it does. Uh, I mean it's hard to determine why they played so bad. It, but at least on offense. Defensively, look, you got you're missing a whole linebacking core, and you're playing a bunch of turds, basically. Right. So, I mean, you know, can you say it, it would be hard, you know, if they if they went into Minnesota with right, a but, team at but, full but, strength. But, but the player, okay, the players, not everyone. I, Dark Wesnard said he didn't know about it, said he doesn't look at that stuff, and I, I believe him. He, he, But a couple others did. Brandon Fell said he knew about it. A.J. Green knew about it. Right. So the only thing I would say that it might have an effect on players is, your coach basically just said, I'm checking out on you guys already. And so as a player, you think I'm going across the middle on a crossing round, getting my ass destroyed? you got to be kidding me, man. You think I'm laying out for a ball? you got to be kidding me, man. You want to quit on me today? Great, I'll quit on you. Well, and it goes back to the conversation that, that we had last week, which was who is responsible for motivating the players? Because if I, – I go back, and you know, I talk, players are responsible for themselves. Right. But also, am I – Am I going to make a business decision on a play where I could get myself hurt three games out when my coach has already made a business decision to check out? My business decision is, I'll try to tackle you, but I'm sure as hell not going the extra mile to tackle you. But, you know, Dave Lappin made a great point on the Sports Authority Sunday night with, with you in the locker room um, when he said, the, you know, the eye in the sky don't lie. Everyone's getting evaluated. Regardless of whether or not That's Marvin cr- Lewis is coming back, regardless of who your next coach is, regardless of where you're going to play next year. But that veteran who's already, he's got, he's got a spot. He's got a spot. I mean, he's he's a, he's in the year one or two of a four year deal, right? And he's he knows he's coming back. Am right. I really going the extra mile for that coach? 
No, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think necessarily. I, I, I don't. Ooh, that twinge in my left knee. Ah, uh, I, I can't go back in, coach. It, it hurts. No, too I much. don't. I don't blame a guy to do that. I don't think that. I'm making a business decision. But Jeremy I, I, Hill made a business decision, right? Jeremy Hill decided I'm a free agent. I'm gonna get this stuff fixed on your time and your dime, so I'm ready for the off season to go play for somebody else. Don't blame him one ounce. I don't blame him an ounce, and I, I think that's regardless of Marvin Lewis's situation. This team is out of it. So if AJ Green gets a twinge somewhere, dude, get on the sidelines. You don't need to play. I I I don't fault players for making business decisions when they're not in the mix. I mean, why why should somebody play injured when this team? I'm talking is about not playing injured. I'm just talking about going or playing hurt or whatever go, or going the extra mile. I don't think they should put themselves in harm's way. If you they, don't think if, that, if they have a contract, if they have something, if they have something on the table, if they're playing for a job, then you you probably should go out there, regardless of what the team situation is. I, I don't think I don't think Marvin's situation or the team's situ, the team situation is what should determine whether or not you go out there and give it one hundred and ten percent. If you if you don't feel like you can go, or you feel like you've got a contract locked up somewhere else, then don't do it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to have to take the players at their word because, as I mentioned, I talked to some of them, and they said it did not affect them. I, right. I just I think it, it probably did. Did it affect them to the point where they were going to beat Minnesota? No, that they, they were clearly outmanned, clearly outgunned, clearly out-executed, clearly out-personnel. Out I mean, all the things you want to say. Um, but that 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 had the feel of just an absolute egg from almost uh, – after Geno Atkins sacked Case Keenum on the first play, it looked like a snowball rolling downhill and nobody cared to stop it. No, and they they were doing so many things, Minnesota was. I think it was on that same drive, Latavius Murray, I mean, how many? He, on the screen. Yeah, like that's McKinnon's role. Right. But they the, the Bengals' defense was so toothless and had really no answer that guys were doing different things than they're normally used to doing because it really didn't matter who was in. Uh, and again, you mentioned especially offensively for Minnesota. I mean, Case Keenum went what twenty three or twenty six? Yeah, it was absurd. I mean, Case Keenum's having a nice year, but on what planet does he, you know, complete over eighty percent of his pat? I mean, right. that's insane. And that's and again, to your point is that's back. Were they weeks. going if if this whole Marvin thing didn't come out? Were they going to go to Minnesota and win? Absolutely not. It wasn't going to happen. But I, I think that players are, are human. And, and A.J. Green, after the game, says, doesn't matter what Marvin does, we've got a job right. to do. But is everyone in that locker room a professional like A.J. Green? I don't necessarily blame someone for having that affect them. All I right. don't. All right, let's look ahead to this week's game, which really is not much to preview. There's injuries still at the linebacking core. You probably are going to well, – Kevin Minder obviously got put on IR. Um, Vinny Ray's playing hurt. Um, but he is going to, it looks like going to play, but Nick Vigil still was, was down. Vontez Burfecht still in concussion protocol, which is, uh, two weeks later, still in, or actually almost three weeks later, still in concussion protocol. Yeah. I mean, that, that sounds really bad. I mean, usually it's a week, it, it's a one week process for most guys. Um, is this finally the time where they've just decided, I mean, it is a protocol. So either you pass it or you don't, obviously he still can't pass it. Now he was he was out doing some warm up stuff um, on Wednesday, so that's a sign that he's at least allowed to do some level of light exercise. But usually when that comes, that's still that's that's the process to get you ready for the for the next week. I mean, he obviously got his bell rung pretty daggone good, but boy, to the point where it's three weeks later and all the stuff that he's gone through, I, I, I mean, you have to start to wonder about the guy because it is an every year process where he just can't stay on the field for enough games. 
you know, whether it's whether it's getting injured or and they or, opted to extend him, which was brilliant, or running afoul of of you know the officials. It's it's uh, you know it's it's difficult to see. It's difficult to see him having a future that goes beyond what his what his past has been. Right, which is flashes of brilliance, flashes of of complete flashes EDC, of EDC, yeah, and, and then, then injury, and then injury. I I just don't see how, and I I don't think you know I don't know if you were going there, but I don't think you play him this year. Even I don't either. I, I, I agree. Protocol, I agree with you. I think you. you just sit him because what's the point? Yep. Um, but longer term. Is this guy somebody that that can can get past everything? It's everyone thought that this was going to be the year. That I, I, I was one of I was one of them. Together. Yeah, I agree. He came, he came into camp in, in great, great shape. shape. He played all, great in the preseason. Did all the right things, and I, I think I, I think that Kansas City thing, the hit that he had, I think there were bigger ramifications for him. Right or wrong of him than, going. Than what just, can I? What can exactly, I really do? Yeah, exactly. no, I agree with that. I think it was. You know what? I've in my own mind, I've tried to put all this stuff in the past. I've tried to get past this this sort of label that I have. I'm I'm, I'm attempting to put it behind me. Whether or not he he didn't say that to anybody, but you could think that that was maybe his I, thought. I, no, process. I, I agree with you. And then to have that happen. That may have been something where he threw up his hands, and only he'll know. Only he knows. But that may have been something where he said, "You know what? I can't win. This is always going to be on me, and I'm just going to do what I can. And I'm I've already got my contract." And, and yeah, because he was not a very good player this year, even when he was healthy. He, he was had not very, he had stretches. He had, he had a game had or two. Games, yes. And when you look at what you know, I'm not here to. Yeah, they put to, him in the middle because of the injury, and he was not very effective there. Right. And and he at least knows where he needs to be, which is not something that other people no. right now playing linebacker know. No, it looks like chickens with their heads chopped off running around. Right. That's why you see receivers crossing you know, all over the place wide open. Zone coverage. There's I've never seen more. Gaps. Last week, I'm not sure I've ever seen more wide, wide open receivers in the NFL crossing crossing the middle. I've, I'm not sure I've ever seen that. I don't think I've ever almost seen. Like, it almost looked like, honestly, you're playing a, a pickup game with eight-year-olds and you're 20-something. I don't think I've ever seen somebody – so wide open on a touchdown catch at the goal line in my life. Kyle Rudolph was. He had two guys open. He had a guy behind him wide open too. <laughs> and he got the pick. You know, he he's he's been dealing with an injury. He was he was a He was doubtful. He was doubtful. And you know, Mike Zimmer, this is hey, it's my hometown team. Can I please go right. in and catch a touchdown? Oh sure. No, nobody's the way that game played out, I have there's zero risk <laughs> that right. I think you're gonna get hurt. So go go ahead. I'll let you do. You know you've earned it or whatever. If it was any other team, the hometown he doesn't discount. dress. Yeah, probably he not. He doesn't dress. I mean, there, were, there was a report on Friday that he was out. Right. And then the official report was doubtful. And then, right. in fact, it was funny because I, I I saw a quote in the in the, in the paper, uh, the Minneapolis Star Tribune Monday when I was at the airport reading it of of what changed and all the answer was forty eight hours. Well, that doesn't usually happen in the NFL. I mean, if you're if you're almost out and doubtful, very rarely do you play. And I didn't realize that someone could be listed on the injury report as out on Friday, and I thought that was it. It is. You, you, he was only listed. He was listed doubtful in the okay. official injury report. Okay. You can upgrade a guy. I don't think okay. you can upgrade a guy from out. Once okay. you're out, that's it. Yeah. You can upgrade a guy from doubtful to questionable, and then okay. questionable to I think playing. Right. Rarely does it happen. Rarely. Right. And if they play the New York Jets, he doesn't play. 
I mean, the only reason he played was because right. I think it was Cincinnati and it's, it's his hometown and he wanted to score a touchdown and, and he did and did the icky shuffle afterwards. Mm. I mean, and there was nobody, there was no, Mike Zimmer weighed the pros and cons and said there are no cons because right. this team can't stay in front of us. Nobody's going to, you know, undercut you. There's going to be nobody there. And that, and, and that's exactly what, and you had a big catch uh, that set up Kai Forbath for a field goal. Yeah, 15-yarder um, on – yeah, they got him in field goal range. Third and long or yep. whatever. So, it, it, I mean, it was just a complete debacle, and there's no reason to believe that a Detroit Lions team coming in here, they need to win their last two, and I think they have tiebreakers. I think if they win their last two, they're in. So I mean, th- think about this for the Bengals, though. They went over a seven-quarter span of football being outscored 61 to nothing between the Bears game – and before they scored their meaningless touchdown in the in the, in the Vikings game, that that doesn't happen in this league, man. It just doesn't. In, in the Bears game, almost you know, it's it's almost hard to sort of decipher it when you when you when you don't think about it. It's just like, oh, that was another loss. They're terrible. The Bears are so bad. The Bears are so bad, and they've got some. Howard's a good running back. They're three, terrible. They're they're brutal. They're absolutely brutal. They've got a coach that's not coming back. Correct. They've got dead man walking. Might have gotten fired after that game if they hadn't if they hadn't botched it and won. Well, I mean, he's again. That's another situation where do you fire him? Does it matter? It's an inevitability, and they could be bringing in former Bear Jeff Fisher. Oh, for goodness sakes! Putting six. his name out there, just putting it out there. Goodness sakes! He's just putting his name out yeah. there. Bring Ditka back. Fisher floating his name. He wants to coach in Cleveland, Indy. Or Chicago. Good luck. Just floating it out there. And two of those three, and maybe all three of those three will be available. My brother-in-law was saying, if he coaches the Browns, I'm, I'm officially done. And I said, how can you be How out? can it be any worse? I said, how can you be out on Jeff Fisher? You got married on August 8th. You got married on Jeff Fisher Day, 8 and 8. It is, 8 and 8. 8 and 8. The, the king his, of it. Yeah, he's floating his name. and He was as Teflon as Marvin was for a long time, <laughs> for goodness just, sakes. Without uh, even really having the performance level Marvin did, other than he went to one Super Bowl and lived off of that forever. He was a yard away from being a Super Bowl champion. Yep. And that was the longest yard, by the way. <laughs> In case you um, Maybe he can coach the prison league. Maybe that's Jeff be Fisher's route to. Is there is there back. anything to even preview in this Lions game? Uh, no, I mean Tion Green's coming back. Oh, that's UC right, guy. Yep, yep. He'll probably get some touches. Marvin Jones Jr. Marvin Jones, who I think has has really, I think the first year him and Stafford there were some flashes, but I think he's. I think as they've sort of gotten to know each other a little better, he's become more of a weapon for them. You know, I think the the, the prevailing thought was the Lions offered him the same amount of money that the that the Bengals did, but he wanted to he be, a, be number, a number one. He wanted to be a number one, and he's getting to that point. I think a lot of people last year looked and said, you know, this guy should have just stayed in, in Cincinnati. He's not a number one. But I think he's, he's proving. I think he's close to 1,000 yards. He's going to go over 1,000 yards. This year, he's he's proving that he can be in that in that role. Golden Tate has been a playmaker for them for a few years now, ever since coming over from Seattle. That Jamal Agnew kid for them, fifth round pick. He leads the league in, in punt returns average. He's he was a corner he cornerback, but he's returning kicks for them. He has two touchdowns. He's been in he's been in the offensive game plan. I mean, this, this is it's kind of like it's kind of like what Tennessee does with the. I'm drawing a blank on the rookie corner oh, they've got. Uh, Adoree Jackson. Yeah, yeah. 
it, you know, but Dory Jackson was highly touted. I mean, yes, they, they right. found a kind of yeah. diamond in the right. rough here. The way he's been playing, Darius Slay leads the league in interceptions. It, you know, if if you are going to the game on Christmas Eve, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect much out of uh, out of the Bengals. Oh goodness! The Lions, There's not many people in our stadium today. The Lions have uh, have have things clicking to a certain extent and they've got it if they went out i think they're in i don't i think they hold some time they, they need some help they need some help though they, still they do little, yeah they need i think a little bit if of help. they went out they're in no nah, i think they need a little bit of help on top of it okay yeah i think they still need a little bit of help okay just saying uh but but yeah, two very winnable games with aaron Rodgers going back on the ir because they're out of it they've got the the bengals this week and then the packers right so two winnable games for them. They've got a lot to play for. They do. They absolutely do. No question about so. it. Final score and why? Uh, you know, it's it's a situation where I could see the Lions going up, you know, a couple two two possessions and then just kind of coasting. Um, I'll say uh, I'll say Lions twenty four, Bengals three. Yeah, I picked on another thing, 27-17, because I just said they'd score a special teams touch. I'll go 27-10. I mean, you got Clint Bowling playing left tackle this week, Eric Winston playing right tackle. Holy cow. Called up a kid from Sycamore. Yes, they did. Yeah, Sycamore and, and UC. Um, yeah, if you're a high school football player and you have dreams of playing in the NFL, just show your face at Paul Brown this Sunday. They may pull they, you out they, of the they, stands. They may need you. Over, over, under on butts and seats. Oh, man. How about butts and seats after halftime? Can, can we also say this? At some point, they needed to cut another commercial for the 50th anniversary because every time I see that commercial and they say, this year we're not just the Bengals of 2017. We're every Bengals team ever. Yeah, that includes they, the 2-14 and 14 teams. They, well, they need a different copy because I don't think they want to put out there that this is every Bengals team ever, that what, what you're seeing on the field right now, the disconnect between the head coach and the front office, the injuries. This is every Bengals team ever. Just say, hey – just come out and it's our 50th it's anniversary. It's our 50th anniversary, just, just, yes. Just come out and, and say hello to everybody. I, I, over, under? I mean, what are you putting the over, under at right now? I'm putting 18,000. I'm going to go over that. I'm telling you, you're going to have a lot of empty seats. A lot. 18,000? Yep. Yep. I mean, would you? what would possess you on a cold, rainy day to go watch that slop? On Christmas Eve? You know, you got some kids, with, kids back in town from college. Let's go. Okay. Get the band back together yeah. again. I'd rather go to the bar and watch it. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I think I think I would too. It's I I eighteen. I mean, that is, you know, I I just I I can't imagine that that that's the case. Yeah. But we'll we'll find out. I right, real quick, I do want to touch on on Geno Atkins and, and AJ Green Pro Bowl. It's seven yeah. straight years for AJ Green going to the Pro Bowl. Geno Atkins has only missed twice his rookie year, and then the year he got hurt and and blew his knee out, or he'd have gone that year. Um, and, I, and I'll phrase it with this. I mean, you might be watching two Hall of Fame players when all is said and done. No, I I don't have a problem with that. I but but we haven't. You've got one in team history, so that I mean, you're you're oh, yeah. watching two ridiculous guys, unfortunately playing right now for a bad team. Yeah, I, it's it's uh, you know it, it's and and I don't necessarily think that. If if somebody ends their career and they they've gone to ten Pro Bowls, I don't think rubber stamp Hall of Fame. No, but I do think that these two guys are Hall of Famers. I don't. It's it's. I think the discussion is which one 
which one is potentially a first ballot and which one. I don't, well, I don't think know. Gino, I think Gino's trending that way. I think Gino is, is a potential first ballot. I think there's just so difficult. many wide. There's so many. Yeah, there's so many wide receivers. The, the, the thing that could have separated AJ, AJ Green if they somehow and they should have done this. Got him his 36 yards last year for another 1,000-yard season. They should have found a way to do that, and I think they could have done that late in the year. Remember, he went to Houston, and all of a sudden was going right. to play, didn't play, and then they said, well, oh, let's just yeah. shut you down. And then, it's, and then something, was I that think, around the time that his, his kid was born? or, or yeah, he, had, he yeah. had a young kid, something and he like could have stayed yeah. home and yeah. been with him. And Yeah, that was that was another interesting uh, circus maneuver yes, from indeed. the Bengals that year. But I, I think two Hall of Famers, I think, and not he's not a Hall of Famer, but Fedge is – is second is alternate, second alternate on uh, on special teams. So and Vontez Burvick's a fourth alternate, twice removed. Screw root of five. <laughs> I love the fact you're a fourth alternate. Jesus, at that stage, you don't even need to be named an alternate. Goodness gracious! <laughs> Who me. was telling me? Um, oh, I I heard on on uh, I think somebody was talking to Rich Eisen. He had uh, Terrell Davis on, and it, he was talking about his first Pro Bowl and how guys are like, "Hey, what room are you in?" And he was like, "Oh, I'm in three twenty eight in the Hilton or whatever." And no, bad move. He walked out of that hotel room with charges out the wazoo for oh, drinks. Oh, they got him. Food. They got him. <laughs> Something like to the tune of like $30,000. Yeah, Fed, you better watch that if Do you somehow not go. give your room number out to anyone yeah. when you go to the Pro Bowl. That's a good call. Uh, Very any, good call. Any other, do you think there are any other Hall of Famers on this roster? No. No. Not even Potential? close. Nope. Nope. We'll see what Joe Mixon's career evolves into. John Ross. Said such a productive rookie season. Is Andrew Whitworth a Hall of Famer? Um, that's a good one. I, I, if he somehow the Rams were to go deep into this playoff, um, I think it would be a feather in his career. I, I think he would trend in that direction. But I mean, there's a guy that's very. He hasn't made the pro. He didn't make it this year. It was great years. We, I mean, right. and everybody's talked about what what a difference maker he's been for them. He didn't even make the pro. I Bowl. just know how people here feel about him, and I'm wondering if that translates. Yeah, I, I'm going to say no, but but I, I could put up a fight for him. The one thing that he's going to benefit from is that he's sort of the opposite of what Jim Rice was dealing with because he was so bad with the media. Andrew Whitworth is a Correct. media darling. Correct. Is you know he's. I don't think there's a guy. But who's the recognition though. Him. But the recognition across the board. I mean, you're talking right. about. Peers are very rarely voted for him. Fans are very rarely. I mean, but two Pro Bowls and and, and probably deserve more. But I think sometimes that adds again, up. Again, I don't think I don't think it's that, not the rubber stamp. Bowls but are, are I, I'm with you. The end all be all, especially. But again, when you have as much alternates. as people have talked about what a difference he's been, I'm mean, talking nationally, and still didn't make it. Still didn't make it. I don't know. I, that, that's a, it's a it's a really good question. All right, on to the teaser of the week. I got my third win of the season okay. last last week. So I, I've got three. You've got one, right? Yeah, I got to win these man, next two oh weeks, man, just to break even. Or because we had some yeah. kind of bet on this. I don't remember what it was, but it's going to come to my favor. Yeah, Lunch, dinner, beer. A, I think it was a six pack of of, of, something. of quality beer. So okay. quality beer. Which what what is what is quality beer to you? Yeah, is my question. Something above what I normally drink, which is natty light. So. <laughs> Probably, probably a good good six pack of Bud Light will do me. <laughs> well, you you are uh, you're in the catbird seat right now with uh, a two a two week lead with uh, two weeks left, so I got to make some hay. Here. Yes, in review, I had Green Bay last week. I had the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, all the so, all that covered the teaser number. So you were uh, you were good to go there. Yes. All right, your your teaser for this week. Okay, I am going to take the Los Angeles Rams. They have been my uh, my darling team this year. They have, I mean, they pounded Seattle. They tried to rub it in. 
they did. I mean, Sean McVay was challenging plays up 31 or whatever they were up. Todd Gurley was an absolute nightmare. I don't think I've seen a Seattle team in a long time get decimated. And they've, they're dealing with injuries. They're dealing with a ton of injuries. But, but yeah, get decimated like the, that at home was that embarrassing. That was sort of the, the – I was, I was looking forward to watching the handshake and Pete Carroll – you know, that, that what's your deal moment that he had with uh, Jim Harbaugh at Stanford. I thought that was going to be another, hey, what's your deal? Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to take Rams on the road at Tennessee Ooh. Ooh. as a pick em. Ooh. Tennessee's not good. Ooh. I'll, can I book that bet? Will you help me book that bet? The Rams at a pick em? Have you watched the Rams this year? <sighs> Tennessee's not any good. Oh, Ooh, man. That, that, there's your loser. Go on. Get, get, give me your second team that you're going to okay. lose on. The Chicago Bears in the John Fox era suck. Have been favored eight times. 0 and eight. They are 0 and eight against the spread and 0 and eight outright. Okay. Okay. So you're go- you're going that's, against them, that's right? That's one thing. Okay. Hugh Jackson, in the last 31 games as a head coach, has lost all but one of them. Two and 29. Yeah. Both of those wins coming on Christmas Eve. That's true. Sunday is Christmas Eve. This is it for the Browns. You feel this is the win? This is the outright win? This is it. All right. This is it for the Browns because the Steelers have something to play for in week 17. This is it for the Browns, plus 13.5. The Bears should not be laying 13.5. They are not that good. I'm going to take Cleveland plus 13. Yeah, but again, for those that are, you're teasing it up seven points. So the spread itself is 6.5. Right. Okay. So John Fox has never won a game favored. As as the Bears head coach, that's and this is this is the week. the The stars are aligning, and then it would be interesting to see what San Francisco could have been with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's been for the really full good. Year. They've been better. They've He's been much been better. Fantastic. Yeah. And and this isn't a team that that has a lot of of talent at the skill positions, but it looks as if Garoppolo is everything that people thought that he was because he's looking really good. They ended up getting a win over. Tennessee last week in the final minutes. I'm, I think you have this one as well, so that's why I finished with it. But they're getting 11 and a half against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's in the playoffs. I don't know if they can improve. I don't think they can get their in the seed two. Can they, they? they can't get in the top two. I don't believe. Yeah, so they're they're sort of locked into. I don't think they can. I don't think they can lose home field advantage in the wild card round. Can they? They may be able to. Uh, if can't, what are they nine and five right now? Yeah, I think that because Kansas City could still finish ten and six. Technically, they lost the last two. Kansas City could still finish ten and six. Right. I, I, I think, uh, I think San Francisco getting eleven and a half against Jacksonville is still a good bet. All right. So I'm going with the same one. I, I do like San Francisco getting eleven and a half as well um, at home against Jacksonville. Um, again, and they've got a chance. I think for the outright win. Dallas is at home laying five to Seattle. I'm going to tease it up to where they're getting two. I think that's a gift as bad as Seattle. Seattle's got nothing left, really. I mean, they, they're still in the playoff hunt. but Everybody's waiting for the Seattle team of old to it's just, turn it's it on. It's not going to happen. The injuries have been just, just too much. Zeke is back for Dallas. And, and Zeke is back and says he's going to run for 200 yards. So um, I'll take that motivation. And I'm going to take Philly at home laying two to Oakland. Oakland kind of had its last puncher's chance last week right. and ended up having their quarterback fumble the ball out of the end zone with a chance to win the game. And I think they're Starrett- done. Or just the dramatic effect of just the, the smile on his face. The, just the pa- the paper that was weak. Oh, it just just the look on his face it, after he did it was just so smug and arrogant and goofy. And I think I think he did it for Ted Valentine because Steratore is also a Big Ten official, and there's nobody that likes to be TV on TV Teddy. more TV than Teddy. Ted Valentine. TV and Teddy, I think baby. This was a nod saying, "Hey, man, oh man, look at me, brutal. Look at me." Anyway, brutal. Philly minus two. 
against Oakland. That's it. So there we go. All right, what do you got? What do you got coming up on local twelve over the uh, holidays? We have Bengals Station last night. We taped it uh, with AJ McCarron. I'll tell you what: the Alabama fans come out of the walls. Really? It was our biggest crowd of the year. One of our biggest. Who crowds knew there was that many year. Alabama fans around here? Oh well, I mean, there it was, and and the things that people Roll were signed were, I would say, eighty five percent. Him at Alabama, as opposed to, I mean, they're, they came out of the woodwork, and AJ was great. Um, you know, signed every autograph, signed multiple autographs, took every picture. You can see that on, uh, and, and he was very candid. Uh, Gary and Allie asked him some some pretty pointed questions about his year and the the trade fiasco and all that, and he didn't shy away. I think I think he's really done himself a credit. He has uh, for the way he's handled absolutely a, a very difficult situation. So. That's on Saturday night. Our last Bengals Nation of the Year will be next Wednesday at the Moorline Lager House. Sports Authority coming up. You'll you'll join us in studio, I'm assuming, hopefully, on uh, Sunday after the Lions game to wrap that one up. Rick and Chad Broing, your other uh, podcast compatriots, we're getting them back in the mix with college basketball season getting into full swing. We'll hopefully have uh, some college basketball talk this Sunday as well on the Authority now that uh, – UC and Xavier will be entering their the conference portion of the schedule. And uh, fun and frivolity there you everywhere go. you look. And, of course, you can catch our, our college basketball podcast with Rick and Chad each and every week. Uh, we'll be going to twice a week once January hits, so be sure to see that at local12.com. For Jed Demusi, I'm Richard Skinner. Thanks for being with us for this edition of the Skinny Podcast, the Bengals edition. <laughs>